0: Hello, my name is Jillian, my name is Yolanda, and welcome to The Pemberley Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another exciting week of The Pemberley Podcast. We are already diving into episodes five and
0: six. So now we have a good sense of Lizzie's world. We've met her sisters, all of them, actual in person, but we've met the parents through costume theater. And now, also in costume theater, we're meeting the men of the story.
1: Yes, boys. It's just like an episode of The Bachelor, except <laughs> yes.
0: no roses are being given out. No
1: roses are being given, but the competition is fierce.
0: It is. As we see, you know, we're going to get into it with episode five, the wedding, possibly the Netherfield's ball as we assume it to be. Yes. I mean, basically, the
1: we talked about Bing Lee's moving in as the inciting incident of Pride and Prejudice slash Lizzie Bennett diaries. But also, the ball is pretty interesting because that's where we meet the guy we really want to know Darcy, whose name we got to hear for the very first time
0: last week. Yeah, and now we get a good sense of who he is. But before we dive into these episodes, Jillian, I know you found this hilarious book riot article describing Darcy, or it's like a guide to Darcy's habit, dating habits. Oh, yes. I'd like to thank
1: The author of this fine article, Jeff O'Neill, who published an article on Book Riot called Mr. Darcy's Guide to Wooing Women. And don't worry, we'll give this to you people because, I mean, it is some tips that you cannot afford to miss out on. Step one, be rich. Step two, target women in dire financial straits. Makes sense. Okay. Step three. The woman has an unbearable family. And it sort of goes through the (laughs) uh, blocking advantageous marriage arrangements for her siblings. Tell her that you wholeheartedly wish you didn't think she was fine. And the final step is buy your time and use your immense fortune to capitalize on her utter despair. And it's pretty funny because, you know, those are basically a lot of the beats of the Darcy-Elizabeth relationship. But... Mr. Darcy is arguably one of the most fantasized about and sought after men in literature, and
0: he's kind of horrible. He is, yeah. He's not, especially the way Lizzie sets him up. As far as we know, like, even from the book and other places, like, he's just a horrible person, and we don't like him. <laughs> nope. And it makes no sense, but somehow people still love him and still want to find their Darcy and hope yeah. to find their Darcy. Yeah. You know, that horrible, like, criticizing person who just stands in the corner and judges everyone.
1: Judges everyone, doesn't dance, doesn't like smiling, it contorts the face. Yes, we
0: hear that great quote. I
1: will be very excited to discuss that. because yes. I think it's just one of the most iconic lines from the
0: show. Jumping into episode 5, I think in this episode we really establish now Bing's character via costume theater, but also establish Bing and Jane's relationship.
1: Yeah, uh this is where we really get to see some tensions rise because it's really, I mean, Jane and Lizzie kind of have a fight, like a really passive-aggressive fight, and I think it's got a lot to do with The way Lizzie views her mother's intentions and Jane and Bing's relationship. I mean, there's hardly a relationship to speak of yet, but
0: they liked each other. They hit it off. They danced at the wedding,
1: which people just don't do anymore. Right.
0: (laughs) There wasn't really any lead-up to the wedding. Like, Mm -hmm. they kind of just started talking about it as if everyone knew this wedding they went to. And I guess that's assumed because for Lizzie making these videos, she kind of just assumes her close circle of family and friends will just be watching this so everyone kind of already knows what's happening in her life. Sure. But as the audience, we don't know – Besides, it's the Gibson wedding. We don't know many details about this wedding or how Bing and Darcy were even invited being new in town.
1: I think we found out they were, arbit- he was arbitrarily a friend of the groom. Oh, okay. Oh, I think in like one of the first episodes. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Who's even watching these videos at this point? Like, assuming we're not in the fictional world. Right. Who's interested? But what I did like about this episode is I felt like it was a much more balanced narrative because we talked about how Lizzie, like these are her thoughts and her opinions about everything right and so we kind of see the two different steps of balancing the narrative with charlotte who edited the video i mean because lizzie leans in and she's like oh charlotte can sleep this off let me tell you how drunk she got yes. last right <laughs> and then charlotte superimposes her voice saying i just like to say that i like charlotte is a great friend yeah blah, 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 blah. i
0: did try to read lizzie's lips to see like what possible if like they did come up with mm-hmm. what Charlotte's voicemail did say, but I don't think I could really catch anything. I'd really like to
1: know if we, if the day ever comes where we get to have, what have we got? Ashley, Ashley Cl- Clemens on the show, what did you talk about while yeah. Charlotte was correcting your
0: story? I'm sure they ad libbed some fun, fun things. <laughs> I'm sure it was hilarious. Yeah. But the
1: other part that made this video much more balanced on the perspective was Jane. She kind of pushed back because Lizzie. Attempted to do costume theater of Jane in front of Jane. She took her sweater. She took her headband right off her head. And she went, oh, my God. Uh, me and Bingley, or Bingy, as I call him. And then Jane pushes back by taking a shirt of Lizzie's off the
0: floor, I'm uh, yeah. like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I even noticed that. When I saw this four years ago, like, she took that shirt off the ground.
0: I think that shows, like, Lizzie is a very true vlogger, because I think with a lot of vloggers, like, they have their setup, their really nice setup, Mm -hmm. but then, like, behind the camera, their room's a mess. Like, if you were to just pan the camera down, it would be garbage and rats crawling. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) I like to think it's like that, too. But, yeah, she basically says
0: insert bitter and sarcastic comment here though i thought that was funny that jane is so incapable of being mean and so she's just like insert mocking and bitter comment rather than saying something mocking and bitter we also briefly get introduced to caroline we don't know much about caroline yet we know that her and jane did seem to hit it off and they have like a good friendship developing there
1: yeah because she's so clever and so great i wish she was my i wish she was my sister you know yeah i think lizzie's jealous
0: yeah we didn't actually meet caroline like through costume theater as we have with like so far every other character Mm. we kind of just hear facts about caroline not so much this is how she acts and Mm. this is how she is. maybe that was because They were still developing her character, developing her voice with, like, the writing and all of that. But it was interesting to see at least the inception of Caroline in the series.
1: I mean, because it's interesting. The more, I mean, Pride and Prejudice is all about the characters. And we really, for the first part of the series, only get to see them acted out. You know, we don't get to see their faces. I'd also like to point out something that's not really in the Lizzie Bennet diaries, but it's in Pride and Prejudice, which is kind of a key element you don't think that you're missing out on until you read about it. And that's the Darcy-Bingley relationship. I mean, Hmm. we know that the two guys could not be more different. And it sort of explains it in the book. There is, in chapter four, it says, between him and Darcy... There was a very steady friendship in spite of a great opposition of character. And then Bingley is described with easiness, openness, and ductility of his character. It says that he firmly relies on Darcy. And Darcy is described as haughty, reserved, and fastidious. It says that Darcy is superior and he's clever. Like those words, superior and clever, are the exact words that are used. And that's not to say that Bingley is dimwitted. I just think that because it also talks about it, like Bingley's father died right. and he inherited the state at a very young age. I just think he became man of the house way before he was ready and he kind of looks up to Darcy, yeah. who is not afraid to push people around. And Bingley would rather be liked.
0: I think it's interesting that the narrator then is describing Darcy as superior. Versus, like, we always kind of see Darcy has that attitude and has that air about him that he mm-hmm. is superior. Yeah. But for the narrator to say, yes, he is superior, <laughs> is, I think it's interesting to to see that, yeah, he's a better person than everyone. I mean, I, I don't think that was the intention. I okay.
1: Because he's not
0: be- – like, the whole point, he's not better than everyone right.
1: else. But he's more in control. He's commanding. Okay. He doesn't – take people's BS and so I feel like most of their friendship is just Darcy protecting his friend, offending people in the process and Bingley kind of sweeping up the mess as he walks by and I think it kind of works for them because Bingley would rather be liked than feared or respected or anything and Darcy's all about getting that respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's, I mean, a dynamic that we don't quite see. But it's good to know about because I I think eventually Lizzie sort of does question, like, why are these two even friends? And it's just one of those opposites attract situations.
0: Yeah. And again, like, we're only seeing all these characters through costume theater. So we're really not, not going to see a further perspective on that until we actually meet them.
1: Yep. All right, let's dive into episode six.
0: Yes, episode uh, and by the way, episodes five and six were both written by Rachel Kylie. And in in episode five, we see that okay, we're establishing the Jane and Bing relationship. And in this episode, now we're getting the Lizzie Darcy perspective, or I mean, Lizzie's perspective. You can't of Darcy. call it a
1: relationship, yet. right? Yeah, you can't.
0: You can't say like establishing their relationship. More like. Establishing Lizzie's hatred for Darcy. <laughs> Mr. Douchey is the title of this yes, episode. Yes, yes. And it still follows that narrative of like, even Mrs. Bennet hates him mm-hmm. and no one likes him, even though he is richer than Bing. We don't know by yeah. how much richer, but we know he's richer. He He's still hated by everyone. <laughs> you want
1: to know what's interesting? This may not even apply yet, but I read an article recently saying that if you were to... Because Darcy in the book has like 10,000 pounds a year. Right. And if you were to make that modern money, it's like a million dollars a year.
0: Which, which is mean, like. if he moved into a suburb, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: No. It's, like. it's interesting is like, he's totally Mr. Moneybags. He's
0: like, West Covina rich, but not <laughs> like Beverly Hills oh, no, rich. no, no, no.
1: Uh, like I mean, geez, does a million dollars even cover I your property tax? Actually, it doesn't. <laughs> like, it's funny because it's, think... it's like well-to-do, but it's not richy-rich. Sure. It, maybe kind of if rich. they if we were in the Midwest, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. But I, I just thought that that was an interesting fact that's totally not applicable here because right. he's heir to a media empire uh, that we hear from entertainment Lizzie. empire, like right. some
0: vague entertainment empire, <laughs> Pemberley Digital. <laughs> <But Yeah>. Anyway.
1: <laughs> But we don't know that yet, so yeah. I just thought it was interesting that it's a lot more fun to pretend he's got he's like richer than God,
0: millions and tens of millions, dollar
1: dollar bills making it rain. But but <laughs> if you were to actually crunch the numbers, he's just like you he's know. got
0: tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> and yeah. like
1: he's literally like a one million dollar millionaire. I mean, it's a million more than I have. So yeah, same, no, he's like that's what I'm saying is like nothing to shake a stick at, right? But not. Richie rich, kind of
0: rich. So if Bing isn't as rich as him, how is he affording med school? I mean, his parents are probably paying for med school. Well,
1: also, I think, didn't they mention in one of the earlier episodes of Lizzie Bennet Diaries that they bought the house in Netherfield for
0: $3 million. So that's where all his money went. He just invested all all his money into the house. Jeez, just like get a condo or something. (laughs) You don't need a mansion. You're a med
1: student. I know. You need four walls. Yes. I think that it's also funny that we, I think, get another little nod to Pride and Prejudice adaptations where Lizzie rants and says, like, she just assumes that he watches
0: BBC miniseries all day with people, that he pays to be his friends. Right, which we can assume is the Pride and Prejudice BBC version, but since this was released in 2012... At that time, Sherlock had also been released.
1: Sherlock! Oh my gosh, yes. But still my beating heart. So I
0: think Darcy could have like been watching Sherlock and be like, yeah, I relate to this guy. I get what he's about.
1: <gasps> That's true! Oh my yeah. gosh, I never really thought of Sherlock or Darcy of as derivatives of each other. I mean, technically, the Sherlock Holmes books came out way after Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Is Sherlock Holmes a derivative of Darcy? And then Darcy in turn, in this series, is a fan of Sherlock. Whoa. Is that where this is going? Yes. I love that we're just cross-pollinating these universes and it's not supported by anything.
0: What? Like, if Darcy and Sherlock met, how would they size each other up? I don't think they would get along. Mm-mm. Like, it would be, like, sh- such a point of tension and hatred and superiority <laughs> that, like, they just wouldn't get along and they would clash, so they would never go near each other. Maybe that's why they've never met. I think it's
1: one of those things where if they were put in a room for longer than 20 minutes, the world would explode or something, They really would just stare
0: at each other for 20 minutes. They would. And they probably would from, like, a long table, just, like, <laughs> staring at each other, eating their dinner or something. They probably wouldn't blink either, you know? Yeah.
1: They like they're too stubborn to blame.
0: I know, they would both be too stubborn <laughs> to leave the table first. Blink <laughs> is my
1: favorite Doctor Who episode.
0: <gasps> We're what in some, of, wait. <laughs> what if
1: David Tennant's Doctor Who? Oh well, he and would be the Sherlock mediator. Hull, he would be the mediator. Because he's happy, you know? Yeah. He's a chill guy. He he's not gonna like chew his opponent out. Like, yeah,
0: I'm not gonna try the accent, but he would be like all right, Sherlock, like, loosen up, and you, Darcy, come on. Like, we have other things to do. We have
1: the world to save. I don't know <laughs> if he would do that if it would sound like that or whatever. But I, I that would liked, be amazing. I like that we sort of dove into that yes. realm. I think we should do that more often. Yes. What were we talking about? <laughs> we would, Oh, BBC miniseries. BBC miniseries, uh, but I feel like we're done on that. I think we need to talk a lot about Mary Kate Wiles' impression I mean, just her, like, performance as Lydia impersonating Bing Lee was just pure gold.
0: This dance is super slamming. So is that Jane Bennett. That was, like, the best delivery. It was, like, her, her her probably way off impression of Bing is still perfect and so entertaining. I know, because normally Lizzie has a script or something. And yeah. And this was
1: off books. This was, I'm sure she was, like, here... Is your here's your script? You, no, not even like here's the costume. Reenact this scene, and she's like, "This dance is super slamming." Yeah. <laughs> she just went with it, and we all loved it. Yes, I mean, I love how she's like, "What? That's totally how guys talk." I don't know if that's how guys talk. Is that how guys talk?
0: We'll never know. We'll, we'll never, never know <laughs> unless you like. I don't know any men. Put a recorder in a room and just like let Please. it sit. Hey, just talk about the
1: wedding. <laughs> just <laughs> just talk, talk about the wedding. Don't talk about me. the wedding. And then later on, you can be like, oops, my phone, I left it here. <laughs> and then you hear them say,
0: "Nothing." dance, super
1: slave. And yeah, like, yeah, there also, you go. It probably more likely conversation would be like, hey, man, how's the wedding? It's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But in this episode, we get the costume theater introductions of Bing and Darcy. So we get Lizzie's interpretation of Darcy and Lydia's interpretation of what Bing may sound like. I don't know if she actually had a direct conversation with Bing that night, but we get some kind of idea of their friendship. And I know earlier you talked about how in the book it's it's much more clear the Bing and Darcy friendship and that how much like they they care for one another. But in this, like even though it's so like outrageous and entertaining, I think you do still get a sense of like even though these guys are complete opposites, they're still there for each other and still like kind of like stick by each other's side they have man conversations yes. <laughs> with each
1: other uh, yeah and i really like that we got to see our first costume of darcy with the newsboy hat and the yes. bow tie i feel like this was our pre dizzy day dizzy day
0: yes the infamous bow tie
1: i also feel like this video is in diametric opposition to episode five, where we had a very balanced narrative with Charlotte and Jane giving their opinions about what really happened. And this episode is just Lizzie laying it on Darcy, just really yeah. hating, like
0: really drinking that haterade. The entire episode is dedicated to talking about how much she hates Darcy. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Like I said, it's called Mr. Douchey. Yeah. And we get the awesome quote of, I just
1: like smiling. It
0: contorts the face. The quote that has been quoted so many times, and so many people love loved that quote.
1: It's yeah, no, I mean it's a really one of those iconic lines from the series. I just like smiling. It contorts the face.
0: I wonder, was there ever a T-shirt made of that? Because that that Isn't also is weird that I was just thinking that it belongs on a T-shirt. It deserves to be on a T-shirt. We should just open up.
1: Like if these things don't exist, I think we should just open our own Etsy shop. Yeah, with quotes from the show and. It will
0: possibly be a copyright violation. I mean, if we ever get to the point where people would want to buy merch from us, that I, I be... think that would be the more of the accomplishment. <laughs> Tell us what you think, people. <laughs> would you like us to have an Etsy shop?
1: Tweet us Tweet at... Tweet us at... <laughs> the Pemberley. Woo, yeah. <laughs> Let's dive right into my favorite part. The comments! Yolanda. Would you do the honors of reading the very first comment of episode five?
0: This might be a difficult name to pronounce. Y- Yiva? <laughs> Ilva. Ilva Ma- Oh, can't read that far. Mal- Malbakin. Malbakin. who said, Love these series. At least she didn't say something like
1: first, which is what we're used to saying.
0: Yeah, she's already loving it. Episode, what episode are we on? Five. Five, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, uh, I think my favorite comment of these comes from real name R, who says, Give us Darcy. I'm pretty sure that's how that person's voice sounded
0: too. I should try Batman. I should try Batman.
1: Give us Darcy.
0: That's like (laughs) semi-demonic and like just like wanting Darcy already this early. Which kind of feeds into the next comment of Athena's otaku thirteen, who says, "Can we see them at least? Please, please, please! Hire some hot with a with a W, hot with a W, hot. guys to play them, please. I'd like to picture someone other than an old British fogey." Hilarious.
1: Foggy is another word we should reintroduce
0: into the American vernacular. The thirst for Pride and Prejudice men is real. <laughs> yeah.
1: Give us some hot, guys. We're tired of these
0: women. (laughs) We just want to see men. We want to
1: see the hot guys. I also love this comment here from Charlotte Dow. You know a show is good when I do the drunk
0: giraffe dance in excitement halfway through. When I first read this comment, I was like, Drunk Giraffe Dance, what is that referencing? And then I imagined it, I was like, Oh, Matt Smith, of course, (laughs) from Doctor Who. Of
1: course, Matt Smith. What
0: a great dance. I live and breathe. I feel like I can just imagine the gif, and I couldn't imagine him doing it again.
1: Let's go on to comments from episode six, where the very first comment is from
0: Teden and said, Yay for updates! Awesome. Quality stuff. Gold. Next comment from Katerina who said, Huzzah! I have literally been sitting here refreshing the page, waiting for this to pop up. These always make my Thursdays and Mondays amazing. I'm right there with Katerina. A lot of of fans. I mean, this is pretty early on, too. Already we're refreshing the page frantically trying to get the next episode up.
1: I know. I hope YouTube... I don't think YouTube glitched a lot during
0: these, but... No, I mean, the only thing it would do was, like, freeze at 301 views, you know, when like... I remember that! Yeah, it yeah. would always like max out at 301 and like, then everyone was like, oh, I'm the 301st viewer. It's like, all right. No, you're not. We're all the We're all. We're all 301. I really like this comment by
1: Deanie Girl who says, wow, Lydia annoyed me in the book. Show adaptations, movie adaptations, and now the blog. You girls are doing a really great job. A really good job. I think that means she likes the Lydia in this adaptation, I can't really tell.
0: I know, I know it's, it could go either way. She's like, oh, I'm so over this character. I'm annoyed by her. Or she's like, yeah, she's consistently annoying. This is great.
1: But I feel like she
0: owns up to her annoyingness in this one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like she sort of sees her flaws and she's very insecure about. She's them. aware that she's a, the annoying little sister and she plays up to that role by annoying, yeah. like poking fun at. At Lizzie for saying, you know, oh, sometimes good looks skip Skip a a sibling and pokes fun at them in a loving way. There were a lot of comments, actually, that were speculating that Hank would be Darcy. Really? A lot of people thought, I remember this, people thought Hank was going to be in the series and that he would be Darcy. And because of his involvement with the series, maybe they thought... That was possible. I don't think people realize, you know, well, even if they filmed it here in LA versus Missoula, like he could always fly if they really wanted to make it happen. But it was like, I. I <laughs> it may, it may, I don't
1: know. <laughs> like, I feel like personality-wise, Hank is much more of a Bing Lee, you know? Like, he's happy, he's jolly, he gets along with people, he yeah. he, he likes to be likable.
0: Yeah, and that actually kind of feeds perfectly into the next comment of by Fireword Sparkler, who said, Hank seems to be more like Bing than a Darcy, for me at least. He's far too nice to play an insufferable douchebag in Liz's eyes half the time. So
1: funny, I didn't even read that comment in advance. <laughs> Yes. I just, I just thought about it. I'm like, no, Hank is just such a lovable dude.
0: He would have been more of a Bing they than a Darcy. Have,
1: yeah. I don't, I like can't think of anyone who's not a fictional character who strikes me as a Darcy. Yeah. I like douchebag Darcy, like pre did a good thing to help his love, Darcy.
0: I don't think I ever, like, think that, like, oh, that guy's a douchebag. He's such a Darcy. Like, people don't do that. Exactly, because he's a romanticized brooder. He's like that
1: guy in a band that you just, like, can't get out of your head even though he's rude to you. (laughs)
0: So think of the worst judgmental guy you know in your life. And that is your Darcy. Congratulations, women. He's already in your life. That's like not a good message, though.
1: <laughs> I'm like so sad now because the whole point is he turns out to be a great guy, and right? He was mis- yeah. Like the whole point is he's misunderstood, and he right. just he needs to get to know people before you can see that side that's underneath the hard shell. But oh, geez, that I feel like that kind of encourages people to stay
0: in relationships to, to with look rude beneath people. to look beneath the surface to look beyond. The, the, to look at the heart, Jillian? Is that what we're, (laughs) is that what we're hoping people do? Yeah.
1: Because yes.
0: (laughs) You're like, because I vote love. (laughs) Because love is love is love. Love. That's what Lynn Manuel Miranda said. Again, my beating heart, you know? (laughs) This week we didn't put out a poll because instead we wanted to highlight a couple things that we're also working on in social media and highlight some wonderful people who have Sent us some wonderful things. So first off on iTunes, we did want to highlight Emmy. Emmy in general has been sending us so much love. Oh, yeah, on Twitter. On iTunes. And like she left us a wonderful five-star review. So we just want to give her a shout out. And thank you so much for sending that. And if you would also like to submit your iTunes review and get a shout out on our podcast, feel free to do that. We notice you. I mean, like like I said a while ago, we really are just fans with a
1: microphone. And we love meeting you guys over the internet. And we'd love to highlight you and celebrate you when we record our podcast. I'd also like to give a special shout out to Julianne, who wrote us a few very lovely emails saying that she really loves listening to the podcast. And we just absolutely love hearing that kind of feedback. Because honestly, guys, tell us What you want to hear, if you want to hear more of something, less of something, we'd really love your input, because this is really just a podcast for you guys.
0: Yeah, and she did have the question of, I know it's like further down the line, but she did have the question of whether or not we're going to do Emma Approved. Mm -hmm. We're a year out from from that being a possibility, but I mean, I think it would be awesome if we have the chance to cover Emma Approved, too. Sure, I'm down. I'm already... Signed up in my mind. Great. Great. (laughs) It
1: sounds like it would be great. We'd also like to highlight some of our social media that you guys can check out. We've got a Snapchat account that's pretty much only used while we're recording this. So if you want to see annoying pictures of us behind uh, the scenes, behind the scenes recording and setting everything up, uh, definitely tune in. We usually record on Wednesdays. Our Snapchat username is the PEM podcast.
0: We also tweeted it out so you guys can follow along. And on Twitter, you can follow us at The Pemberley. You can also get updates of our episodes on WordPress at it's www.thepemberleypodcast.wordpress.com. I mean, there's so many different avenues for you to keep up with yeah. everything we're doing. We're also on Instagram at The Pemberley. or on Tumblr, but, you know, we're going to be updating all these things sparingly, you just find the best. We want to be able to reach everyone where the platform you most like using. So hopefully one of these works best for you guys, but we so appreciate you listening and wanting to be part of this. And you can also email us at thePemberleyPodcast at gmail dot com. So we are going to sign off in the same way Lizzie does at the end of episode five, which is a little sad because it's a passive aggressive fight between her and her sister. Mm-hmm. But that's our only happy option. <laughs> and, and we're, we're done. done.